Hi everyone, my name is Jonathan Fries, and you're listening to What the Flock, where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage, people don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I'm here with senior pastor Joel Swakowski of Music of Life Church Kimberly. How you doing, Pastor Joel? I am great. Spectacular. Today, we are talking about voting, Pastor Joel. Voting. What is the history of voting? Well, in our current culture, we, we do live in a democracy, a government for the people, mm-hmm. which includes voting on policies and voting for government officials. In the church in particular, there's a lot of churches, and I've experienced dealing with pastors of churches who are run this way, are congregational style or congregational governed churches where they do have their voting members vote for issues and policies within the church. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just voting politically. No. This is also voting in the church as well. Yeah, that would be that would be part of it. Now we are so yes, this definitely what we want to make sure we're doing with these episodes is we are trying to help people who've been hurt by church, right? Mm-hmm. Um so the topic will will touch on the same this same thing, but but I will say for this episode we will be talking a lot about voting in our country as well. Cool. And I think it's, you know, very uh, relevant with the timing we're in right now. So so how have people been hurt by church uh, based upon this topic? Well, I see this conflict as really um, people being told how they have to vote. Mm. Um, you know, for instance, vote for this person from this party who is presenting this policy or you're going against the word of God. Um, You know, a lot of times what this looks like is vote for the Republican or you're not honoring this Christian founded country. Like for some reason, a big stereotype is that Christians are Republicans and Republicans are Christians. Right. And uh, that's not necessarily the case, but that is definitely how damage has been, been done. Um, some of these stereotypes happen for a reason, right? And mm-hmm. what we see is is basically where this ends up going down is people telling you, you vote for my, vo- like, go ahead and vote, but you better vote for my candidate. So is there a way that they can support that position in the Bible? So in the church, what we see is people using the verses that talk about um, being subject or subjecting ourselves to the governing bodies. Mm. We even see verses that talk, people will use verses like from first Timothy chapter two, that talks about us um, praying, interceding for the Kings or for all that are in authority. Um, So there's verses like that, that people will say, we are told to abide by the laws of the land, right? In order Or that's what the scriptures say. We're to abide by the laws of the land. So they'll use verses like that to say, so you should vote. And you should vote for the person that I think is right. Uh So that's always the the added thing that might not always be spoke. But you vote for somebody and and, uh, if it's not their candidate, they, they may not want you to vote at all anymore. So for these people, it's very much about voting for a specific person. It's voting and for this specific person. Right. So how would someone argue against this perspective? Well, one, if, if somebody told me the Bible, you're, you should vote 
you're a Christian in a Christian country. The government's important. We're supposed to be subject to the government. I'd ask them, well, where in the Bible does it say I need to vote? Like, are you saying I can't be subject to the governing bodies unless I vote? Or I could ask, are you saying God is telling you that I need to focus on the United States government? I thought Jesus said, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. So these are questions where... What does that mean? What it, Render unto Caesar what's Caesar's? So that would be like during the time of, of Jesus on earth was on, under the Roman government. Mm-hmm. So essentially what he was saying, people would ask him questions about what are you going to do as it relates to these current... Um, earthly or governing laws that you're under in the Roman government that which we live. And Jesus's response was essentially to say, like with taxes, for instance, go ahead and pay these taxes. Give to Caesar that which is Caesar's. And what he did is essentially separate out. You know what? Like the things Caesar's focused on, the thing this Roman government is focused on are not the things that my father is focused on. So you go ahead and give Caesar his, give, give him what's his, which implies like, and I'll be focused on the things that my father wants me to focus on. Excellent. And okay. I'm going to the phone lines and it looks like we have a call from, Oh, look at that. It's pastor Dick Tater. Oh, nice. Go ahead, Dick. You're on the line. Hello, Pastor Joel, Pastor Jonathan. This is Pastor Richard Tater, or as you like to call me, Dick. Uh, so, I am quite emotional about this topic. And if you do not vote pro-life, if you are supporting baby murder, Pastor Joel and Pastor Jonathan, now, you better tell these listeners that you are voting pro-life and not killing babies. <laughs> you are a baby murderer if you don't vote pro-life. Okay, so anyway, I'm going to get your comments and feedback. I'm going to hang up. But as always, this, you guys are my favorite podcast. To hate. God bless. Wow, thank you, Pastor Dick. Uh, I could definitely feel that you're emotional about this topic. Uh, thanks for taking a risk with us and sharing about how you feel. It definitely sounds like something that he's passionate about. Any thoughts, Pastor Joel? Yeah, I think he seemed to be a good example of somebody who does want you to vote, but they want you to vote a specific way. So I, I imagine he would rather me not vote if I wasn't voting for his policy. Mm. But what I find interesting is, you know, he does tell, he made sure to tell us what to tell the listeners. And, you know, I think one of the things we're trying to do here is not necessarily tell a person what they should or shouldn't do. We're trying to get down to what's the right thing to do in any situation as it relates to voting. So I appreciate him bringing this perspective because it does help us flush out the way we're trying to help people who've been hurt by these types of issues. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks, Pastor Dick. Keep on calling. So we've covered the the strict limitation perspective uh, to vote and vote for a specific candidate. What is the loose or freedom perspective, Pastor Joel? So with the loose, it's people who are telling you to vote 
and we see like on MTV and, you know, like social media, especially now, maybe not MTV so much these days, but social media, we see these celebrities who are encouraging people to vote, 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 register to vote, register to vote, register to vote, where the emphasis is on voting in and of itself. They don't necessarily seem to care who you vote for. It almost makes me wonder, do they think voting in and of itself is what's facilitating or guiding our country to remain a free state? Mm-hmm. So it is the, the loose side is just people who are emphasizing voting for the sake of voting. So how have people been hurt by that perspective? These people will, you know, these will be the people who are trying to encourage you to vote. And then if you, so these are the people who, if you don't vote, they get mad at you. Mm -hmm. So that's how people then hurt by this, by people literally being judged and, and really persecuted in this area for not voting as if because they don't vote, it automatically means they're not patriotic. They don't care about the country and they may as well just be considered an anarchist. Wow. So how would you address these people? So the way I'd address somebody who's on the loose side, um, somebody who's telling me to vote for the sake of voting, I'd, I'd ask them a question. Are you saying that voting in and of itself is what keeps us a free country? Or maybe more specifically, well, what if I voted for a bad candidate? Or what if I was one of these people who did the write-in and voted for Mickey Mouse? Would you be happy then? Mm. So what it ultimately hope what it's hopefully getting down to is voting in and of itself isn't the cause of freedom in our country. And and hopefully what it's helping this person do is realize there are like the the person or policies we're voting for are more important than voting in and of itself. I could also share on myself how voting for me is more about being informed about the policies or candidates I'm voting for and that I'm not going to vote for the sake of voting. If I vote, it's going to be because I'm informed and in agreement with the candidate or policy I'm voting for. Mm. So again, I'm not telling them they have to do these things. I'm sharing on myself, this is this is my policy behind voting for myself. If I'm going to vote, this is the reason I would vote. Or this is how I'm going to vote. And what if you don't vote? So while that that goes both ways, then you know one one of the reasons the loose side is so em, so emphatic about voting is they want to be able to complain. They want to be able to complain yeah. about whoever wins. It doesn't matter. They can complain about it because they did their part and voted, um, and that is a reality. That if if I don't vote, I can't complain. So that's another side of this too. So when you see this going on in the church, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, it brings me down to the, why is this an issue in the church when especially, now again, we're not talking congregational right now, talking the country we're in. Right. And 
I'm wondering why these governmental issues are seeping into the church and causing church members and leaders and pastors to damage each other over governmental issues. That is a completely different system than the system in which the church ought to be operating. Um, and ultimately what I hope happens when I see this be, when I see this so much politics being talked about in church, I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm not saying people shouldn't be informed. I'm not saying mm. pastors shouldn't inform their people. What I am saying is I hope people get to the point where they see that what really matters is recognizing us as sons of God, our citizenship is in heaven. Nice. And that says, that's from Philippians 3.20. So where am I a son of God first and foremost? Or am I an American, first and foremost? I'm not saying I shouldn't wow. be patriotic, but it is, it's interesting. Sometimes what I think is exposed is the priority people have over what they're focused on or, or what they identify themselves with. Great. So what, is, what are some perspectives that you see in the church? So I do see, there's, there's a few categories of people I see as it relates to this, this topic, the people I feel sorry for are people who do identify themselves with, let's say with their political party, they may identify themselves as a Republican or as a Democrat or as a libertarian. Not that we shouldn't know which one of those we're in agreement with or not, or more in agreement with or not, but to identify myself, who I am, mm. I feel sorry for those people, especially because what I tend to see with people who identify themselves in those areas is those are the same people who refuse to hear or consider another perspective or refuse to hear or consider the perspective of the other candidate. Mm. So what I see in these scenarios, the people I feel bad for is honestly like most political debates because the debate is solely about each of these people arguing for their own perspective and completely dismissing and negating the other perspective. And I feel sorry for those people. Wow. The next category is the people, I understand why they're voting. And, and this is really one of the things that I would want, that would, would lead me to want to vote is if I was one of these people, the people I understand their, their reasoning behind it. These are people who vote for who they believe in. People who maybe vote for the candidate that they have done their research in. They have a policy behind this politician that they're in agreement with. Something they actually, a known cause, right? Something they're intentional about specifically voting for this person or policy for that reason. And uh, and another another type of person that falls under the same category would even be the people who say, you know what, I'm going to vote so I can discuss this with other people, so I can have healthy debates with other people. Where what it does is if I don't vote, 
I may lose my ability to talk about politics with people. Where if it's something I'm passionate about and want to discuss with people, regardless if I don't have a candidate or a policy mm. that I'm in agreement with, mm -hmm. I could vote so that I can have those discussions with people and not be hypocritical because I didn't vote. Nice. Where then no one will be able to throw it, well, did you even vote? Yes, I did vote. Because that's oftentimes a question people will be asked. If you pose a perspective different from theirs, one of the first questions they'll ask is, did you even vote? And if you say no to that, you basically lose any argument you have. If you say yes to that, you have grounds to then continue the discussion. But the people I look up to, which this is tough because, and I mean, again, the, and most of the governmental, the American government voting and candidates, it's tough to fit this category, but, but it's possible. So what I would say is, the people I'm impressed with are the people who are informed and who vote for a person that would actually be a benefit to the government, who would actually be a benefit to the people. And the thing is, they're the that candidate or this person voting for that candidate would what what's implied there is this person's informed on all the candidates. So they've considered all of the candidates. They've considered who would be the best. And and what's also implied here is that there may be times of elections where this person doesn't vote at all because there might not be a person they do see would benefit. Because the last time I voted, um, I remember afterwards kind of feeling unsettled because the person I voted for my reason for voting for them was because I saw them as the lesser of two evils. Right. Which is not what this is. I'm talking the person I'm impressed with is the person who votes for someone who's actually going to benefit the people, the government, in ways that may supersede the system they're actually running for. Like, wouldn't it be great if the president that we were able to vote for and elect not only did a great job running the government but did a great job running people mm. and actually benefiting people not just being a government official but being a leader of unique beings and being a and being a leader of a community of people so that would kind of look like a someone who's potentially identifies as a democrat looking into all the information and realizing that there's a Republican that's a better candidate than the Democrat that they believe in, that they support more, and they're willing to consider that other perspective, and it's not related to a party. Right, it's yeah. A, it's related to the candidate and what the candidate believes. Yes, yes. So, awesome. yeah, that that's a great clarification, too, is this person that we'd be impressed with would be someone who doesn't care about the party. They nice. care about the candidate, who the candidate is, and what the candidate is going to do for the the country. For the whole country, right. for the whole people, not right. their party, their system. It's they're looking at a bigger perspective. Right. Benefiting, you know, you could say not only their their party, but also America and potentially the world. Like how is that going to impact the world? Right. Cool. So what is the ultimate perspective that you can give us in relation 
to voting, Pastor Joel? So the way that I could vote, where I would for sure afterwards feel good about voting, have a clear conscience about who I voted for, it would always be the right decision, Mm -hmm. is I could vote for whoever I want as long as that person is a benefit to everyone. And what this answer implies, again, is the person voting, or me, if I vote for this person, that isn't an opinion. It's not an opinion-based. It's voting for the person who objectively is going to be a benefit for whoever that person is governing, which implies I've done my research on all of the parties and all of the candidates. Thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thank you for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.